Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. I'd like to thank um, all of those who have been listening to my podcast on Spotify and Apple uh, Podcasts. So thank you for all the support. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So this episode is going to be the episode dealing with uh, the Western Conference playoffs first round, which was Golden State versus Los Angeles, Rockets versus Utah, Portland versus OKC, and Denver versus the Spurs. So, um, in the last video I did, which was the Eastern Conference, I basically went through every single game and the outcomes and the scoring and the setting. And so, in this one, I'm going to do something a little bit different, where I just look at an overview of what the Western Conference first round looked like, and what the Western Conference playoffs look like going forward. So, when I made my first playoff predictions, I said the one seed, two seed, three seed, and four seed in the East and the West were going to advance past the first round, and I was correct. Um, Golden State, Houston, Portland, and Denver all advanced. Um, and we'll get into it. So we'll start out with the two games, or the two series, I guess, that were um, pretty much um, as close to clean sweeps as you can get. So Houston taking on the Utah Jazz. We have um, just uh, five games. Uh Houston won the first game 122 to 90. They won the second game 118 to 98. They won the third game 104 to 101. They won the they lost the fourth game uh, 107-91 Utah, and then the Houston Rockets finished it out game five 193. So um, James Harden, Clint Capella, um, Chris Paul, and company were just very, very good, and they were just too hard um, to beat, um, and it was very difficult um, for them in that game. Looking at the box score from the first game, we're not going to go over everything, but um, looking at points-wise, Donovan Mitchell had uh, 19 for um, Utah, and then um, James Harden had uh, 26, 20, 29 points um, and 10 assists, and then 12 rebounds and 16 points for Capella. So um, a good win in game one. Game two, also a blowout. Uh, very solid um, game for the Houston Rockets. Um, in this game, points-wise, Ricky Rubio had 17. And then on the Houston side, we had James Harden with 32. And Capella only had 7 with 10 rebounds. James Harden actually had a triple-double in Game 2. So, um, good there. Game 3, um, Houston um, in that one. Looking at this box score, um, 
James Harden, 22 points, 10 assists, 14 rebounds, 11 points for Capella. And on the Utah side, um, 34 for Donovan Mitchell. So, um, again, uh, a closer game, but a Houston victory. Then we have the only game for the only Utah win. Um, looking at the uh, matchups here, we have um, 13 for uh, P.J. Tucker, Chris Paul, 23, and James Harden had 30. So, um, a good game for Houston there, but couldn't get it done. 31 for Mitchell. 18 for Rubio, 23 for Jay Crowder. So the only game that we got, uh, Houston with a loss. And then the final one, the closeout game, looking at the scoring, we had um, 18 for Royce O'Neal, who was the leading scorer for Utah. And then on the other side, we had James Harden with 26. And then we had 16 and 10 rebounds for Capella. And, uh, yeah, so taking care of business. Um, it really wasn't a series that um, anyone expected Utah to win. It was um, if they, uh, if Houston lost, it would have been a Houston loss, not really uh, Utah Jazz winning the series because everyone expects Houston to be good. So they ended up winning the series there. Then we have um, the next one, 4-1 Portland defeated OKC. A lot of people actually picked Oklahoma City to um, to win this series. A lot of analysts going into it said, oh, Portland was going to lose. And then after game one, they were like, no, nope, Portland's still going to lose. Um, and it wasn't. And one thing that this series showed us more so than anything is I think Russell Westbrook is the best player. But I think Damian Lillard is better fit for the NBA today. Because he's a shooting point guard scoring point guard, you know, and uh, when it goes to uh, Westbrook, he can't shoot, and um, the NBA is transitioning from the point guard to pass the ball and the point guard to um, do all that stuff to point guards that can shoot. You know, John Wall is a great point guard, but he can't really shoot. Kemba Walker was an all-star. He can shoot. Kyrie can shoot. Steph Curry can shoot. If you don't have a three-point shot or a two-point shot or any shot, you're not going to succeed in the NBA. So Damian Lillard could do it. He hit the game winner uh, last game, uh, get the victory. They ended up winning game one, 104-99. Game two, 114-94. They lost game three, 120-108. They won uh, 111-98 in game four, and then 118-115 victory in the closeout game. Looking at the uh, game one stats for um, both sides, um, Paul George 26 points, Westbrook 24, and then McCollum 24, Cantor 20, 30 for Damian Lillard. So um, double-double for Cantor with 18 rebounds. So good game one victory. Going to game two, um, looking at game two's um, scoring numbers, Paul George 27, Stephen Adams 16, and Russell Westbrook had 14. And then on the other side, uh, you look at Lillard with 29, 
and CJ McCollum 33. So when Lillard and McCollum score high, uh, you get a Portland victory. And that game three was the only uh, Oklahoma victory. You had McCollum with 21, Lillard with 32, Paul George 22, and Westbrook 33. So, um, yeah, Westbrook was in his bag. Game four, Portland, um, looking at the stat sheets uh, right there, we have um, 27 for McCollum, 24 for Lillard, and 19 for Aminu. Compared to Paul George, 32, and Westbrook, 14. So, um, when Westbrook scores over 20 points, they have a better game. When Westbrook scores less than 20 points, the games aren't so good. And the closeout game, 36 points for Paul George. Westbrook had 29. Other side, McCollum, 31. Lillard, 40. Lillard actually had 40. Uh, 50 points, and um, 17 for Harkless. So um, Lillard was in his bag, and I think L Lillard is uh, one of the best point guards in the NBA by far. Then we have the Golden State Warriors. Um, uh, they were a four-game to two-game victory. It went to six games, starting out with... Uh, a Clippers loss, 121-104 for the Golden State Warriors. Game 2, 135-131. Uh, Clippers, game 3, 132-105. Warriors, game 4, 113-105. Clippers, game 5, 129-121. Clippers, and game 6, Golden State, 129. Clippers, 110. So, um, game 5, which was a Clippers victory, I don't really count that as a Clippers victory because Golden State kept saying, oh, it was, uh, we were looking for Houston, we were waiting for Houston, uh, and they didn't really care in that game. Uh, but this this series, uh, before I can get into all the box scores and stuff, this series showed me two things. One, the Clippers are the real deal. And if you're a free agent, the Clippers are an organization you would want to play for because you have a great organization run top to bottom Steve Ballmer, Jerry West Doc Rivers you have great players in Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and Danilo Gallinari and Landry Shamit and you are going to have enough cap space if you maybe get rid of one or two contracts to um, sign at least one most likely two max free agents and so this series has showed us that the Clippers are a very viable destination, and more free agents would rather play in Los Angeles over Golden State, and probably over the Lakers by far. Um, and then this series also showed us that Golden State is vulnerable. You know, they lost two games to the Clippers, who were the eight seed. Granted, Game Five, Clippers weren't were uh, fighting their heart out, and Golden State really didn't care as much because they thought the series was over. But still, um, you know, Golden State can be beaten. And, you know, when you look at the East, where Boston and Milwaukee both swept in their conference games, and um, 
you had um, Orlando losing to the Raptors and Philadelphia beating Brooklyn. It's all strong. It's all strong games. And so Golden State's going to have to play a very tough Houston. And Golden State's going to have to play a very tough, I'm assuming, the Clippers. Because I don't think Denver can beat the Clippers. Especially because Denver has no superstars. So it's not going to be easy for Golden State. Looking at the stat sheet, first game, Golden State 121, Clippers 104. Um, box score was um, 15 points for Gallinari, 26 for Montrez Harrell. And then on the Golden State Warriors side, we have 23 for Durant, 38 for Curry. So um, a very convincing first victory. Then we go to the second game, which um, the uh, main points of the game were during the third period, um, the uh, Warriors were up by like 31 points with like seven minutes left. And um, everybody assumed it was over, but the Clippers kept creeping back and they ended up winning the game 135-131. And Danilio Gallinari had 24 points and Montrez Harrell with 10 rebounds had 25 points. And Lou Williams had 11 assists with 36 points. On the Golden State side, Durant 21 and 29 for Steph Curry. Uh, another thing about the game, too, was Patrick Beverly um, caused Kevin Durant to foul out with a couple of great defensive plays that caused uh, fouls. And so um, it was a good game for Beverly and for the Clippers because they got in Kevin Durant's head. Game three, Golden State came back 132-105, um, just saying, hey, that was just a fluke game. We're not uh, giving up that easy. Durant had 38 points, Curry had 21, and for the Clippers, um, 18 for Zubac, and 16 for Lou Williams. So um, the Golden State Warriors came back and said, hey, we're running the show. Game four, Golden State 113, Clippers 105, um, Durant had 33, Thompson had 32, and then on the Clippers side, uh, 16 for Gallinari, 25 for Alexander, and um, yeah, the Clippers played good basketball, but just couldn't get it done, um, and they ended up losing the game. Now, game four, or sorry, game five where the Clippers uh, defeated Golden State. And um, everybody on the Golden State Warriors side said they didn't really care. They were focused on the next round against Houston. They were more focused on that than the game itself. And Clippers took advantage. Uh, 26, Gallinari, 33, Lou Williams, 24, Montrez Harrell. Durant, 45, Clay Thompson, 22, Steph Curry, 24. So... Uh, Clippers, 8-point victory. Then we go to Game 6, where we have Golden State and the Clippers. Golden State finished out the series with a 19-point victory. And um, looking at the totals, Durant, 50 points, 24 for Curry. And on the Clippers' side, 29 for Gallinari, 22 for Alexander. So, you know, Golden State, they got a tough road ahead of them. 
not going to be easy. Uh, last year wasn't easy. This year it's not going to be easy. But I still think they're making the finals. Um, so, uh, yeah, there we go on that one. And then the only series we'll get to um, where it was a seven-game series was um, Denver versus the Spurs. Now, this is another series that most people assumed the Spurs were going to win because San Antonio has Greg Popovich and DeMar DeRozan and Marcus Aldridge, and there's really no superstars on Denver's roster. They have a lot of great players, but they don't have anyone who's a superstar by any means. So um, they went seven games, and Denver ended up winning um, the game. And it was a close game seven. So starting it off, uh, the Spurs got the victory, 101-96. And um, box score right there, we have DeRozan with 18, and uh, 15 for Forbes, and 16 for White. And then 20 for Gary Harris, 17 for Jamal Murray. So um, a five-point victory right there. Um, none of the victories in this series, besides Game 4, were really um, like far one-side blowouts. Game 6 and Game 4 were the only ones where it was really sort of a blowout. Uh, the rest were kind of close. Um, game two was 114-105 uh, Nuggets victory. Um, DeRozan had 31, LaMarcus Aldridge 24, 20 for Millsap, 21 for Jokic, 23 for Gary Harris, 24 for Jamal Murray. So um, when those guys play good basketball, the Nuggets win. Game three was um, a Spurs victory. San Antonio, um, they had a great game, but um, and won by 10. Um, Paul Millsap, 14. Jokic, 22. 20 for Malik Beasley. And then on the Spurs side, DeRozan, 25. Aldridge, 18. 36 for Derek White, who actually has been surprising a lot of people. He's been having some good games. Now we have Denver 117, game four, 103 Spurs. Um, box score, we have 18 for Craig, 29 for Jokic, 24 for Murray. And then on the Spurs side, 19 for DeRozan, 24 for LaMarcus Aldridge. And um, good games right there. Then we have um, the next game, which is, I believe, Game 5, um, 108-90 victory, Nuggets, DeRozan 17, Aldridge 17, uh, and then Paul Millsap 14, Jokic 16, 23 for Jamal Murray, 17 for Will Barton. So a convincing victory for the Nuggets. Then we have Game 6, which was uh, a Spurs victory, 120-103. Um, uh, Paul Millsap, 12 points. Jokic, 43. Jamal Murray, 16. And then DeRozan, 25. Aldridge, 26. 19 for Rudy Gay. So, um, get to game seven. It is a 90-86 to 86 victory for um, Denver. 
Now, it was close, but um, it was a Nuggets victory. DeRozan had 19, Aldridge had 16, 19 for Forbes, 21 for Rudy Gay, and then uh, 21 for Jokic, 23 for Murray. A lot of the guys on um, Denver really didn't have uh, solid games besides uh, Jokic with his triple-double and uh, Murray in that one. Uh, so um, a good victory for the Nuggets. Um, and so um, looking at their next series, which is Portland versus Denver, I think Portland's going to win that because shooting because of their Damian Lillard factor, C.J. McCollum factor, you know, Ennis Cantor is a good enough big man where he could um, take Jokic on one-on-one, and I don't think um, Denver really has the point guard shooting guards to keep up with Lillard and McCollum, and I think um, Portland has the experience, playoff experience, and has the fuel to win um, the game, and so I think Portland's going to win that. So I predicted Boston to beat Milwaukee, I predicted Toronto to beat Philadelphia, I predicted Golden State to beat Houston, and I predicted Portland uh, to defeat Denver. So we will see how um, the series goes. So looking at some of the winners and the losers um, in this series so far, um, we'll start out with the winners, which is um, the Los Angeles Clippers. Even though they lost, uh, they became a better destination in free agency. And I think, to be honest, the Clippers are a lot better of a place to go than New York. And if New York didn't have a chance at the number one overall pick, no one would even be talking about New York. And I would probably bet your bet some money that they wouldn't have traded Porzingis in the first place. But because they had a shot at the number one overall pick, they figured go after Zion, get enough cap space for two big free agents, and see what happens. So, um... I gotta give the Clippers uh, a win um, in this. I gotta give uh, Utah a loss because they just didn't look great. They just didn't look good at all and didn't play great. And I have to give a loss to OKC and um, they just played terrible um, and they were not good. I gotta give a victory or I guess a win um, to uh, Damian Lillard who is uh, lighting it up from three, lighting it up from the field. I get to give a loss to um, uh, Russell Westbrook because he just played great basketball but just couldn't get it done. I have to give a victory in this one, a win, to um, all of the shooting point guards such as Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, etc. because the NBA is shifting to a shooter's league, and um, I got to give a loss to all of the Russell Westbrook types who are driving to the baskets, shooting, scoring, in that sense, uh, the Ben Simmons and Rondos and Lonzo Balls. So if you can't shoot and you're a point guard, um, yeah, it's not going to be good good for your team. And, uh, I mean, it's not a big deal if everyone else on your team can shoot, but, you know, if you look at OKC, they have no one who can shoot the three besides Paul George. And just also Philadelphia, just talking about teams that don't have shooting. 
Ben, they have Joel Embiid and they have Ben Simmons, who both are in the paint driving with the basketball. So that's a log jam down low. They have not as much shooting um, besides J.J. Redick. Um, so, yeah, I got to give um, a loser's a loss to um, the non-shooting point guards in the East and the Western Conference. But since we're talking about the West, Russell Westbrook specifically, and then I had to give the win to the Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, shooting point guards. Now, I also want to give um, a win winner to um, the San Antonio Spurs point guards. Um, they do not have Tony Parker. Uh, you know, DeJounte Murray got hurt. And uh, Byron Forbes and Derek White really stepped up in the playoffs. Granted, San Antonio lost. But... You know, those guys stepped up when they needed to. So I have to give them props, and I have to give them and put them in the winner's uh, section. And I also have to put in the winner's section Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and Landry Shaman and the guys on the Clippers who nobody expected to do anything. You know, they traded Tobias Harris, and everyone expected them to just tumble, and they actually went upwards, made the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I got to give um, a winners uh, to um, those Clippers players. Uh, so, yeah, that is um, the winners and losers um, at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for that. So, the final thing I want to talk about is what I am looking forward to in the next series in the Western Conference. So, um, basically, what I feel is going to play an important role in the next round. So, starting with matchup number one, which is uh, Houston versus Golden State. And so, um, the main points that are going to be important for um, this matchup here is um, three-point shooting. Both teams have great three-point shooting. Obviously, James Harden, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. So, um, I think if one or two of those guys from whatever team can hit their threes, it's going to help because um, they're both great shooting teams all around. And they have so many guys who can shoot the basketball, which is what you're looking for on your team at the moment. So, for me... I think the most important thing for that game is whether or not the players can hit their shots and hit their threes and hit their free throws. Um, now, um, I also think uh, big men, Clint Capella and Draymond Green and DeMarcus Cousins and Nene and uh, Ken Freed have to step up. Granted, they're not the superstars, but all those guys need to step up. And I think... If Clint Capella has a great series, Houston's going to do good. If he doesn't, I don't think they will. So he's got to get those rebounds, and he's got to get those block shots. So that is Houston-Golden State. Now, going to the other side, I think, you know, you got to look at the keys to this series is if Denver can keep Damian Lillard at bay, which I'm assuming they're going to double-team him a lot then um, they're going to have to 
uh, Portland's going to have to focus more on C.J. McCollum and Ennis Cantor. And on the other side, someone has to step up for, um, you know, someone has to step up for Denver. They don't have a superstar. They don't have that guy who is big time besides Jokic. And so, I mean, we're going to assume that Cantor and someone else is going to double-team Jokic because he's just insane. And so, um, if Jokic is um, taken out of the picture, someone else from Denver has to step up. Will Barton, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Monte Morris, uh, someone. Um, I also think um, shooting is going to be important if Portland can hit their threes then it'll be a good series for Portland. If um, Denver can hit their threes, they got some three-point shooters, then it'll be a good series for Denver. So um, watch for three-point shooting as well in this series, and then also if um, each team can successfully guard the opposing team's top player, Damian Lillard or Jokic, then whoever can do that the best is going to have the better series. And so I think um, that's the keys to the series Portland versus Denver. So um, that's going to do it, guys, um, for this video. Tune in to the next video, which will be looking at the second round of the playoffs. So we will be looking at the East and the West um, in the coming videos uh, second round action so yeah that's what's uh, coming up I'd like to um, congratulate Kyler Murray on being the number one overall pick in the NFL draft not bad for a guy who was uh, drafted in the first round to play baseball chose football and now is the franchise quarterback for um, the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, Patriots, they had a good draft. They uh, had 12 draft picks, and they made several trades moving up and down in different rounds. Um, got a wide receiver, got a running back, which I don't know why they got one. Uh, another quarterback from Auburn. Um, they got a couple of defensive guys, offensive guys. No tight end, which I was surprised, because with no Gronk, um, I would have felt like they needed a tight end, but they chose um, other routes. Maybe they'll trade for one, um, but they didn't get the biggest need, which is tight end. So overall, people are saying Patriots had a good draft um, and can't wait for football season. So that's going to do it um, for this video. Uh, tune in to the next one.